Hello lovers and how are you all today on this very cloudy Wednesday the 12th of July here in Bris Vegas. It's cold, it's cloudy, I'm from head to toe in a black jumpsuit, um, a black tracksuit and I'm cold <laughs> but I like to be cold. It's cozy and it's like you know all luscious and delicious. I don't know about you and how you're traveling at the moment but oh my god the brain fuckery is a thing like I am feeling exhausted my mind is like mush like literal mush it's like a mercury retrograde or something like even on steroids like mercury was trying Neptune before Mercury moved into Leo which has just happened so there was that very dreamy foggy misty sort of state of mind and I definitely could barely string a word together over the past few days but it's still carrying on it's fucking lingering darlings but I wanted to be here because I am super pumped of course to be able to share um, all the juice and all the astro goss of what's coming up spilling that astro tea for you all but I must admit I'm pretty, pretty foggy. <laughs> so I've got a few notes and I'm going to see where the words, how they fumble out of me today. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. Like I haven't felt like this for ages and just like my mind and my eyes, like everything's just, it really feels like the coming of the end, you know, like we're really tying up so many loose ends and, you know, everything's sort of collating together. And it's, you know, and I do firstly also want to say if you hear noise outside, I'm unfortunately I'm in the lounge room today because I have a very noisy neighbor. Um, it's constantly noisy. So um, this afternoon, uh, there's a decision that he's doing all the drilling and the this and the that, and I've waited long enough. So I'm just jumping on here and, you know, it's some noise. It's life. We live life. There is magic in the mundane and right now I'm going to be your magic in the mundane, darlings. And because, yeah, his drilling ain't the magic right now. It's a part of the mundane, but it ain't the fucking magic. And it's very loud. Like I just, I just like loud neighbors, like real loud. It's a lot. It is a lot to deal with. Loud cars, loud drills, loud everything. Um, yes. So if you hear the noise, it's because of the loud neighbor um, who just happens to be in Aries <laughs> as the North Node moves into Aries in less than 12 hours, my friends, like less than 12 hours. Like it's so funny um, with my client today. So ultimately, you know, we've got our neighboring signs, right? Like our literal neighboring signs that are in what's called a semi-sextile to us. So I'm a Taurus. So my neighboring signs are Aries and Gemini. And they're often, you know, ones that maybe you don't really understand. They're your neighbors. Like you'll, you, you will, you know, give them a cup of milk. You'll give them a teaspoon of sugar. You know, you might have a little chat across the fence, but they're very, very different to you. And that's because, of course, they are different elements and different qualities. You know, a Taurus is a fixed earth sign, an Aries is a cardinal fire, and a Gemini is a mutable air. So there's nearly nothing in common. And yes, you might have some of your inner planets in those signs. So you're going to have these 
specific relations or, or relationship to those signs, but ultimately they're our neighbours, not our friends. <laughs> and, you know, and, and again, wherever those neighbouring signs are in your chart, like that will depict sort of where this plays out for you. But in general, I think it's really fascinating, fascinating the neighbouring signs. And yeah, my client today was just like this, you know, was just had this awesome story. And then we just started talking about these neighbouring signs. And I'm like, yeah, I literally have an Aries beside me, you know, the, the, obnoxious, loud, um, you know, doing all the things, very boy-like, you know, motorbikes, revving, the revving. I don't understand revving. I really just don't understand revving. Like why do people rev? I just, I don't get it. Maybe it's a boy thing, but no, my husband's a man. He doesn't understand it. We don't get revving anyway. So we've got the Aries, you've got the Gemini either side of you, but it's just really fascinating. You know, some people really connect to their, you know, their semi-sextile signs beside them and other people, other people don't. Um, Other people, it's sort of, again, there's, there's really nothing in common. We learn from the other sides of our signs. Absolutely. Um, But they're, there really is nothing in common. You know, when you think about it, like Mars rules Aries and Mars is actually in his exile in Taurus, that neighboring sign, right? Like, so Mars is completely like the opposite of Aries in Taurus. So you can really see, I think, especially with those three signs, but I mean, of course we could play it out with all of them from, you know, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, how different different those three signs are. Like you're going to, it's just a really cool little thing to watch. Like who are your two neighboring signs and how do they play out? Like maybe you actually have a lot of your planets in either side of those neighboring signs. Because of course, remember, Mercury and Venus can never be more than either of those signs, depending on the degree, right? So ultimately, if you are an Aries sun, you will, there, there's three sorts of Aries suns, the Aries sun with the Aries Mercury, the Aries sun with the Taurus Mercury, and the Aries sun with the um, Mercury in Pisces, right? So it's the same with Venus. Venus can, you know, she can sometimes get two signs in front or behind the sun um, because of that sort of that maximum elongation. But ultimately, you know, you might only have your sun sign, say in Taurus, for example, but you actually have like moon. And I've been seeing a lot of these clients actually, especially, especially Taurians. It's really interesting. It's like, I'm seeing the Taurus sun, Venus, Gemini and Aries, Mercury. So they've got that really like, it's, it's, it's really you know, paradoxical that the way they talk is Aries, their sense of being is Taurus, and then the way they love is Gemini. So you can see how very fascinating that's going to be, like which one are you? It's, it's a very, and especially those three signs too, like I said, it's like, you know, Aries is self and me and, um, you know, fire and it's the, the infant of the Zodiac and then the possessive Taurus and which is fully embodied and slow, like completely opposite to Aries, slow and methodical. And then Gemini, who's just fast and quick and light and, you know, all in the head. Right. So it's, you know, three, it's just a very fascinating little combination. Um, so maybe you're like that. Your sun is in one sign and your Mercury and Venus are in the signs either side of them. And I find those charts and those people very fascinating because for some, they have Mercury and Venus in the same sign as their sun, Um, you know, or yeah, it's, it's, you know, I could go on forever about that. I just love looking at these different signatures in people's charts, but that is just, that is just my story of the neighbors, the neighbors of 
of, of not only me, but just our neighboring signs. It's a very fascinating little, you know, just like a little test, you know, just something to play with. Have a look at, do you attract a lot of those two signs, those neighboring signs into your life? You know, are one of those neighboring signs your ascendant or your descendant? Or do you have a moon in one of your neighboring signs from your sun? I'm talking about it's a very, and then you just get into this really interesting sort of, um, yeah, story around your own birth chart and around how they play out in your own life. So, you know, it's always the fun things. Anyway, I can hear him drilling and doing all the things and that's where I went on that journey. Like I said, I'm very like I can barely even keep my motherfucking eyes open. Like I don't even know what's going on. I haven't been this tired since I was sick in um, May. And I do hear from people like after they have COVID and things like that, um, you know, that they can sort of have lots of sort of lulls, ups and downs, things like that. I've only just gotten back to the gym. I've been doing some walking over the last couple of weeks, but that's all I've been doing. I did go to the gym yesterday and my whole body is aching and sore, but I just want to sleep. You know, I'm just like so super tired. It feels like I just want to rest and refuel. So yeah, I don't know if anyone else is experiencing that, but I am really like, you know, July, as you all know, and I've said a million times, is this magical month and I'm feeling it very viscerally and I'm noticing it, but I'm really just incubating. I'm in my, you know, I've become a cave witch. I mean, I'm always a cave witch and I'm an introverted little cave witch. Um, I close all my house up. You know, I had a bit of a, um, a weekend where I, you know, went and supported a beautiful friend three hours away from my house at a winery and there was people and I had to socialize. And so then I come home on Sunday and then Monday is close everything up. And, um, you know, it's like Snape. That's the the meme that I shared on Instagram. It's the Snape meme from Harry Potter where he like slams everything closed um, and goes into his like black cave. Like that is me. That is me. Most days I am a cave witch. Um, because I am a little introvert and I don't like being around a lot of people. (laughs) It's just, um, it's not a vibe for me, darlings. It's not a vibe. Um, but here I am. I, that's why I, I, you know, I'm like, I get to do this podcast sitting like in my lounge room. It's so fucking great. Okay. I'm just having a little drink just so that you know that that's where the silence is coming from. Okay, and I am going to start talking because I'm just going to keep rattling on and my eyes are foggy and I'm foggy and my mind is mushy and enjoy the mush. So the exciting news, of course, is that the nodes change tomorrow, the 13th of July at 2.52 a.m. So we're going to wake up and the nodes are going to have shifted. So very interesting, like here in Australia, like maybe we're going to hear of something interesting and global and let's just see what happens because I'm working with the mean nodes here um, and I have shared in the past couple of episodes why I shifted from true nodes to mean nodes and you know not saying that there's anything you know they're they're both valid just like true and mean Lilith are both valid Um, but we work with mean as that sort of that point that reference point it's the mean point um, of the position and um, like I shared probably in one of the last couple of episodes is that when mean the mean north node got to 18 degrees of Taurus last year which was exactly conjunct Uranus so it was that big triple conjunction I did a big um, masterclass around it so it was the triple conjunction of Mars Uranus and the north node Um, I was invited and you know invited to like look at mean over true because I've always worked with true 
And um, yes, that's when I had the blackout. So electricity, it was the main node. The true node wasn't there yet. And um, it was a few days before the true node moved to the 18 degrees and nothing happened on that day. So the main nodes, are, I, flicked my, my, I flicked my astrology programs over to mean ever since. And I am really noticing the change in that mean node and um, the deliberate sort of energy that it gives working with that just you know like I've sort of shared too it's the same with Lilith I mean true Lilith absolutely of course there's validity in that um, because that's her oscillating space where she's erratic and wild like she is but she's still wild in her mean position it's just that she then gets to you know move through that for nine months she's moving through a full sign um, because if you work with oscillating true Lilith, she's in and out, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just like the nodes are in and out and they're retrograde, not retrograde, retrograde, not retrograde. So working with that mean position just gives us like a real focal point. And especially on an ingress, you know, that, you know, seems to be pretty. And I mean, the, the nodal thing that I worked with in 2021, oh no, what year are we in? 2023, 2022, um, with that triple conjunction. I mean, that wasn't even an ingress. That was purely just an invitation from um, another astrologer who works with the main nodes who said, oh, you know, for those who only work with the true nodes, have you tried the main nodes? Because he had also noticed that it was actually on the main nodes that things would actually literally and you know happen like they would actually happen um and so I gave it a go and yep you know my my lost electricity you know and only like my block and I drove down the street and everyone else had electricity so it was just so fascinating that I was about to hold my masterclass on the main node um Uranus and Mars triple conjunction and I lost electricity for like two hours or something like that you know it was just hilarious so really fascinating that um it was such a lived embodied visceral like lightning very you know uranian unexpected experience but working with the main node and then when the true node hit that triple conjunction point it was very like nothing happened so there was no physical lived thing so now you know i work with the main nodes there's my story just letting you know um like i said there's validity in both um because we still work with true lilith and mean lilith um but i am working with me the mean nodes so they are shifting tomorrow and you know there's been a lot of talk of course I've talked about it the last couple of weeks so I just wanted to give you like a couple of little preps around that of course to check out your Aries and Libra houses because they will be fully activated so even if the north node or south node right now are in and you know you've got like you're using the Placidus house system like I do and it's already activating that you're going to feel a very big surge um as well once the nodes move actually into these new signs um this is like our new navigation point our new inner compass point like this is a really you know we have not had the nodes in this axis since 2004 late 2004 through to tooth at mid 2006 so you know it's a big it, you know, it's nearly 20 years you know and this is these cycles are so important it's like they're echoing they're echoing what happened 20 years ago, but but different, you know. 20 years ago, Uranus wasn't in Taurus, you know, Chiron wasn't in Aries. We, we have these different changes of outer planets and what they're doing. So it's same, same, but different. It's like the, you know, it's like it's a new rhyme. It's a new rhythm. It's a new layer. It's a new story, but it's 
it's a still a mirror it's still mirroring it's still the you know it's the cycles it's cycles upon cycles upon cycles upon cycles right so you can you can trek your mind back to late 2004 when the node shifted into north node aries south node libra and what was happening then you know what was going on for you what houses are being lit up because again these will become the strong themes now of course darlings i'm doing a masterclass because I love to do these masterclasses every 18 months because then it gives us a chance to, you know, connect in, you know, it's a two hour call, sometimes even longer, depending, because, you know, I do talk a lot, Uh, you know, a big two hour embodiment call to really understand where it's happening in your own chart, to sort of unpack the signs, to unpack the nodes, to unpack the rulers of the nodes, what's going to happen with them, look at the eclipses that are coming up and really just pinpoint all these really specific moments you know, that are going to happen over this next 18 month cycle. So, you know, jump online. I've already got it there on my website, tiani.com.au. It is the nodal shift. I'm calling it Lover's Lane, of course, because we're moving into the North Node in Aries, which is ruled by Mars and the South Node in Libra, which is ruled by Venus. So all of a sudden the, the North Node and South Node, you know, again, again, though, are ruled by Mars and Venus, but it's just switched around this time. Um, I think because the South Node in Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto, it had that very much Plutonic that plutonic theme like we have been in a motherfucking karmic soup if you're in my cosmic calendar you'll be reading my horoscopes which i must say are fucking better than normal horoscopes they are literally giving you fucking like rad shit to live on for the week um because you know i love to teach and i want you to have something juicy to work with um but yeah for us for us you know taurus scorpio strong heavy people um you know, if you're a Scorpio rising, Taurus rising, the nodes are going to move out of that those first and seventh houses and, you know, handing that baton straight over to friggin' Aries and Libra, my friends, and hello fellow Libra risings and hello out there, all of you Aries risings. We are going to be having the nodes activate, um, you know, the houses that they rule, which are the first and seventh houses. So it's a very strong activation if you have an Aries or a Libra rising for this nodal axis. So I want to unpack so much in the in the masterclass, you know. Uh, so that is where if you are just keen to friggin' dive in, if your nodes are in Aries in Libra, whether it's North Node in Libra and South Node in Aries or North Node Aries, South Node Libra, I'm going to unpack the nodal return, the half nodal return, the houses, the theme, all the things darlings I cannot wait I'm actually holding that on the 26th of July um, that evening on the 26th of July and the 26th of July is the Mayan um, New Year the New Year's Day so I thought that that was a really beautiful day to be holding it um, it's the day of Larimar so there's that element of service there it's you know cooling you know blue like Larimar is like one of the most feminine stones she's she's blue she's cooling so we can really dive into that deep femininity and you know those blue stones blue crystals actually hold like red ray so we actually also get to heal like what a blue crystal does is also soothe and heal anger which hello mars is the planet of anger and war so i thought that that was a really beautiful little synced day to get together and unpack um this big next 18 month nodal transit so i am super pumped i hope that some of you join me and i can see your beautiful faces come and join me if you're just a podcast listener let me know that you are a podcast listener you know shoot me an email or when you sign up um 
yeah, let me know you have. Um, I would love to see some new faces there. I've already got a bunch of people already signed up to join um, and you don't even have to attend live like you will get the replay if you can't attend live and it's something that you want in your astro library at the end of the day like you want to be able to check in with this masterclass to keep plugging you into the energy of it to keep coming back to the grassroots of it the basics of it because when we understand the foundation of these big shifts, we can really, you know, and this one's a big one because it's ending the cycle. It's ending a full cycle, a full zodiac cycle because the nodes move backwards. So after this 18 months, we're moving back into the Pisces air, um, Virgo. So we're going through a whole new um, cycle again. So very, very fascinating. So this one just feels really, I mean, it feels potent. Let me just say it's relationship karma, like fucking big time all relationship stuff. Of course, I've called it lover's lane. It is Venus and, and Mars. And of course, you know, like we've got Mars in Virgo. So the, the nodes will shift tomorrow on the 13th and straight away we're going to go, well, what are their rulers doing? Mars is in Virgo and Venus is in her shadow, Leo um, going to retrograde. So very, very fascinating, uh, start to this nodal transit. Um, also as soon as the nodes shift, we have that square with Pluto. So again, I, I mean, I know I've sort of rambled on about this the last couple of months, um, uh, last couple of weeks as well. So feel free to head back to, um, a couple of my other podcasts if you haven't listened to them. Um, because I give like loads of information as well there, even though I, you know, I was like, Oh no, I'm going to wait until today, the day before the shift. But then, I've realized, well, I've given so much the last couple of weeks as well that, you know, and maybe that's why my brain's just fog. Like, I just feel like there is just like, I don't know. It's just like an overload. Like I can, like literally, if you've seen me now, I'm squinting. I am fucking squinting. Like I even had like a beautiful call that I've got lined up tonight with my beautiful friend. I'm going to be holding just for a little hint, hint, an astrology retreat in Bali. Um, it is coming. Um, so I like, I'm supposed to get on with my girlfriend to organize that. I'm like, babe, I just, I can't, like, I can't even, like, I, I don't even have the mental capacity. Like the fact that I'm even here doing this and I got through my client today, fucking winning in life right now, fucking winning. Like you're getting me raw, unedited as usual, but yeah, I'm like, I'm squinting, you know, like, I'm like, it's how I talk to my cat. I like when she blinks, I'm like, oh, are you blinking? Like, that's what I, I feel like I'm just constantly looking at myself going, oh, you're blinking. Are you really blinking? Because I'm fucking blinking. I can't stop blinking. My eyes are squinting. I'm blinking. I'm squinting. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. I honestly just want to go to bed. Every day this week, I've had to have a nap. I've had to get into my bed and lay down. Okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm exhausted um, and it feels like it's more mental. Um, anyway, Pluto is, so as soon as these, no, this, no, these nodes shift, they square Pluto. And I, like I said, I have spoken about that because this cardinal square is going to feel very different to the fixed square. And that's sort of what I was speaking into, the fixed where we're feeling sort of more stuck and delayed. Whereas this is cardinal, it's like, okay, so where do we want to take the action? But it's still going to be an edge my friends, it's still going to be an edge. We are going to feel this square for the next few months of Pluto and the nodes. You know, actually, I mean, realistically, this whole year, um, Pluto, the undertone is Pluto squaring the nodes. Now, that was when Pluto moved into Aquarius. He was squaring the nodes in fixed signs of Taurus and Scorpio. Excuse me. Now, Pluto has moved back into Capricorn and the nodes are moving into also Cardinal um, Aries, fire, cardinal, 
air Libra. We've got Pluto at Cardinal Earth Capricorn. All that's missing is Cardinal Water, which is Cancer. So if you have anything in late degrees of Cancer from 29 through to, say, 27, 26, those few degrees, this is a big time, you know, because that planet is actually that planet is the invitation. It's the, it's the calling. It's the calling card for you to look to that planet in your own chart. So I'm just talking micro level now, like in your own chart. So if you've got, because what's going to happen is these nodes are going to shift. They're going to square that late degree Cancer planet whilst they're squaring Pluto, who is in late degrees Capricorn, right? So all of a sudden we've got this giant big cardinal square. Now, if you don't have anything late degrees Cancer, that's okay. Um, but if you do, like I do, hello, 27 degree Cancer moon, fucking 27 degree Cancer series, like, hello, like this is a big thing. And so maybe I'm just feeling all of that, like feel it's, it's sort of like the rubber band has stretched, stretched, stretched to its capacity. And it's like, then it's just like, you know, and then it's just not even flung. It's just got to that, like it's an overstretched rubber band and, you know, it, it, you know, we're in this really liminal space, you know, the nodes are, they are fated sweet spots, you know, in the elliptic, they are fated. So, you know, there is something really going on right now energetically in those spheres. So yeah, maybe it's having some people feel massively energized. I mean, I haven't really met that person that's feeling massively energized right now. So if you're that person, fucking go you. Um, I'm, I'm hearing a, a lot of stories mirroring mine, which are either tired or just wanting to just retreat from the world or, you know, whatever else that is. Um, but yeah, there's just feeling like this, this, it's just like, yeah, it's this overstretch sort of like, you know, time, weird time space that we're in like we're closing down like hundreds of timelines and it's all just sort of collapsing in front of us like we are having this really big yes that's what it is it's an energetic collapse and if you've watched the movie deja vu which is one of my all-time favorite movies that i've been watching for you know as long as it came out um you know they're talking about these wormholes and time and space because it's going it's talking about going back into the past if you're a quantum nerd like me you will know that you know we can go back into the past and change things and you know we're we're living in of course multiverses you know like a literal multiverses hello doctor strange i love that movie as well like the first one and the second one's good too but i do like the first one better um, and I think everyone who liked the second one said, you know, if you're a more of a Marvel person and I'm not like, that's the only thing I've really watched of Marvel. So they were like, yeah, you know, people won't get the second one if you don't watch X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, I don't watch X, Y, and Z. I still loved it because, you know, we are living in multiverses. And when we really get that, but that's what I feel like is really sort of triggering at the moment. It's just these collapses of timelines, energy collapses, and maybe the body is just catching up with the new energetic template that you've been moving into right so that's sort of yeah maybe I got some words coming out of me there going yeah that's that feels like what's going on for me um maybe it's going on for you too but yeah massively exhausted and and not in a way that like oh I'm sick or anything like that just like this real it's like I'm in just a bubble to be completely honest like I'm in this weird bubble and it's just like in that bubble I just want a blanket and a cup of tea and that's all I want in that bubble I don't really want to have to do too much else that's it. That's the bubble. My mind can't comprehend a lot. 
So there's like a lot of white noise. Like it's sort of like when someone's just talking and you just hear, and eh, like I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing anything. And maybe that's me for you right now. Maybe you're like, fuck, I can't hear this right now. And that's okay. You know what, darling? I give you permission. Turn me off. Turn me down. Put your feet on the earth. Breathe. And come back when, you, when you're ready. Yeah? Because that's what I've had to do. I'm sort of like tapping out of socials quite a lot. And just, yeah, being in my little, my little, being my cave witch. Yeah? Um, but, yeah, so lots of evolutionary things are going on right now. Very karmic, fated stuff. But, you know, we're at this zero degree point and we have been for a little while now of the nodes. So it's just, again, it's it's like everything's collapsing. Everything's shifting. Everything's closing out all at once. We've been in such a heavy karmic soup with the Taurus North Node, South Node, Scorpio. Now, you know, it's even a great time to reflect. Reflect on the house that Taurus and Scorpio rule, the planets that you may have in Taurus and Scorpio. Maybe you're, you know, that, that was your nodal return or your half nodal return, right? So, really reflecting on so what's changed you know what has what have you really karmically let go of you know it might take a little bit you know a couple of months for the dust to really settle for you to really you know get your get your footing with this new sort of sense of these nodes and 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 transitioning um but you know time is of the essence here you know we move into this these new nodes tomorrow and there's no rest for the wicked, you know. It's like, oh, 29 degrees, anoretic degree. We're fucking straight in there. Anoretic fire, anoretic air, very different feel to what we've just had with water and earth, which is much more stabilising and grounding and feminine and intuitive. Now we're moving into this fire and this air, you know, this dynamic energy of Mars, this very cerebral energy of Libra. This is about the me and the you, the us, the them the mirror, the projections, what you're attracting, your relationships, your boundaries. And I read an amazing sort of quote from um, another astrologer online that I want to quote. And um, her name is Nissa Grazda. I'm, I might not be saying that last name right. Nissa Grazda or Grazda. Um, and she had some really good slides around this uh, North Node and South Node, which I completely agree with and also teach myself but the slide I loved was evolution um, is optional not not a guarantee so evolution is an option not a guarantee pretty much is what she said right and that is what happens with the the notes is that just because you know we're talking about okay so collectively the north node's going to be in Aries we're going to be you know this is about having courage and being brave and pursuing a new path and being adventurous and being sovereign and being yourself you know like it's all those very Aries qualities doesn't mean that you're just going to be bestowed that upon you it's sort of like Jupiter transits and north node transits you hear so often something was giveth then it was taketh away you know like giveth and then taketh away um giveth and then taketh away oh that reminds me of that really great queens of the stone age song i think it's called giveth or something so fucking good i love queens of the stone age quatsa quatsa we love you anyway tangenting tangenting um so so ultimately evolution is optional not a guarantee so i love that so keep that in mind and that is not my quote that is from nissa and i really love that because it's true just because the north node is in aries doesn't mean you automatically are bestowed that doesn't mean you will get that because what's actually comfortable for the collective is Libra. We're comfortable in just like everyone, like look at what the South Node in Scorpio has done. 
I've seen more like trauma and drama and stories and karma play out than ever before. And a lot of those people that I know that are in the, you know, in coaching industries or whatever that I actually am having interactions with, they haven't been able to master the Taurus North Node at all for themselves. So the thing is, is that as a collective, yes, the invitation is to head towards the dragon's mouth. I mean, think about riding the dragon. Like that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been, you know, deep in dragon medicine because I'm riding the 2024 Energy Survival Kit, which I'm also six months behind on. So, you know, this is where I'm at at the moment, my friends, like everything is fucking slow. And I don't know if it's because also Venus, you know, our creativity, we're just sort of like backing away a little bit. We're starting to already, you know, her, her retrograde is so fucking visceral, especially if you've got a Venus ruled chart. So if you have heavy Libra, heavy, heavy Taurus, or a Taurus or Libra rising, like you're feeling me right now. We are in the waters. We are in the trenches of that. And not in a bad way. I'm not saying that anything I'm experiencing bad. It's just that it's there, right? It's very pre- prevalent, very present. Okay, I need another drink because like I'm really, really rambling now. I didn't even think I was going to get to like 10 minutes, let alone fucking 30. Wild. Okay, if you've got this far, at least I've got to some gold. Like, oh my goodness, like, you know, I don't even know what happened for the first 10 minutes of this. I feel like I'm just like time hopping, I'm time sleeping, like I'm sleeping through like micro sleeps through time. That's what I've been doing. Like even when I'm having like a 20 minute micro nap just to get me through to the next power, you know, then, and I did try and have a nap today, but hello, neighbor started mowing at 12 o'clock in, in, on a, on a, what day is it? You know, and he's not like obviously usually people are at work. No one's mowing. Anyway, I'm not whinging. Like I don't care. It's not a big deal. I just laid in bed under my covers with my cat. Everything's fine. You know, everything's really, really good. But yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's sort of just like everything's sort of just like condensing, right? Everything's just really condensed. And I think that the Venus retrograde, like for a heavy Venus chart, really feeling that, like really in that soup. But Yeah, I just want you to sort of go back and reflect on what's happened for you in the past 18 months. And yeah, was there an evolution? Because that is an option. It's not a guarantee. And I really loved that. I think that really nails what a lot of things are, like what life is. Just because something is there and available in someone's chart doesn't mean that they're going to choose that. They might choose the complete opposite to that and have a very hard time. You know, they're very out of alignment with that. They're not, you know, seeing the signs. They're not saying yes to their heart. They're not saying yes to their soul. You know, they're still in, you know, unhappy relationships, jobs, so on and so forth, right? Like, you know, that is a part of the evolution or, you know, evolve or repeat. Are you repeating or are you evolving? And that's sort of exactly what this this energy is it's like just because the north node is in Aries doesn't mean all of a sudden everyone's going to be brave and you know courageous to be who they are like but not necessarily I mean we've got Chiron there there's going to be some real deep identity healing you know what's going to happen more is the collective will fall in and stay in the the, the karmic soup of Libra which is that oh you know I don't want to disappoint people oh, I'm not I'm not listening to myself I'm not going to forge forward I'm going to sit back and be indecisive you know my my quote and my advice for this nodal axis this is my sentence that I wrote in my energy survival kit for this for this um, astro signature of the year which is on page 49 just for those of you following along with my kit is don't say sacrifice who you are to fit in have the courage to show up for yourself disappoint people 
that is my sentence for Aries North Node, South Node, Libra, the disappointing people. But again, this is an option. The evolution of what you do with this North Node, South Node transit is your option. It is not guaranteed that you will be able to really embark and embody the North Node journey if you're still, if it's still too easy to stay in the South Node and you keep choosing de-evolution, devolute, like, I don't know if that's even a word, devolution. I don't think it is, but it sounds pretty like, you know, devolving. You know what I mean? Like you're evolving or you're devolving. So, you know, and it's not just repeating. And this is where you start to look at cycles and go, okay, well, what was happening for me 18, 19 years ago when the North Node was in Aries and the South Node was in Libra? And to get another little clue to that, we we want to look at around nine years ago when the North Node was in Libra and the South Node was in Aries because that's also going to give us clues. Okay, just like the Venus retrograde at the moment. So it's it's eights and fours when it comes to Venus retrograde. So we are just about to go into a Venus retrograde in Leo. Now, four years ago was the Venus superior conjunction. So that is an important time four years ago. And then eight years ago from now was the was the, the Venus retrograde that we had. So it's eights and fours right? Eights and fours when it comes to the retrogrades and the superior conjunctions, then we're looking at those, you know, we're looking at that eights and fours. So we can actually get some significant, and it's just like these nodes, right? We're around, if you just say, you know, it's around 18, between 18 to 20 years, I think it's like 19 years or something. But so 19 years ago, we had the North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra. But around nine-ish years ago, we had the North Node in Libra and the South Node in Aries. So Again, there will be clues there because the 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 houses that are ruled by Aries and and Libra in your chart would have been activated in the opposite opposite way nine years ago. Yeah, so you would have had the 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 emptying out of the past of the past and the karmic contracts and the releasing and the giving up of the South Node in the Aries house. So you can look back to go, yeah. So now you're going to be filling like now you're actually going to be like. Um, you know, moving towards a new destiny and a new dharma and a new path around that north note, that, that Aries house now. But nine years ago, you what were you releasing, letting go of, freeing yourself from? So look, I mean, I could talk about the nodes forever because it's pretty bloody exciting and it's obviously a very strong signature of the year. Next year in 2024, there is no nodal shift and then we have the nodal shift in 2025. So there'll be no nodal shift, um, you know, chat in my 2024, what are we in? I don't know because I'm, what are we, 2024, sorry. I'm sort of working in 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027 timelines at the moment So excuse me when I forget what fucking decade, I mean, what year I am in. I am in the 2020s. That's the decade. This is just what happens when you're a time traveler. I just watched Deja Vu again for the 8 millionth time. It's all about time hopping, quantum traveling and living in the multiverse. Anyway, I could talk about the nodes forever. If you want more of this juice and magic, just come and join my fucking masterclass. Yes, it's going to be rad. And it's like two hours plus of me and you get to keep it and you can keep coming back to it and it's awesome and you get to know what's happening in your own chart because I'm going to go through that with you um but do know that the next you know little bit we're going to have this cardinal square okay so there is going to be tension so yes we're all excited about this nodal shift but there is still tension in the air to be had for quite some time okay because these nodes 
are staying that 29 they've got to get to you know they've got to get to like 24 25 which is sort of october november before we're even starting to separate properly from this square to pluto and like i said so if you don't have any planets at late cardinal cancer so 29 28 27 26 cancer um, you're just going to experience the collective T-square where Pluto is the exit point, the access point. So the nodes have now moved here and now Pluto is where you need to go, which is about power, transformation, going to the underworld. And I've, uh, like I've been saying the last couple of weeks, you know, Pluto back in Capricorn is a bit of a big deal. It's really reckoning a lot of people um, and destabilizing a lot that you thought maybe, and you know, like I said, I think maybe it was last week, I was just like, yeah, if you haven't been doing the work, like really, Pluto moving back into Capricorn has really, it's like, holy fuck, like I'm watching people's worlds just crumble around them and it's it's pretty big stuff. So like I said, exciting stuff that we're having this nodal shift and the nodal shift actually happens on hematite day. So tomorrow is the day of hematite, which is all around spiritual grounding and interesting too is connected to the scarab, um, you know, the Egyptian scarab, which is really cool. So ultimately, you know, hematite is around activating the earth star chakra, grounding and really sort of anchoring in your experiences and the action that you want to take forth like hematite is a crystal that has every color ray it actually has the rainbow within it it's also magnetic it activates that earth star chakra it is it is a very powerful stone of not just grounding but anchoring in sort of the light sort of whatever is coming through the soul star and the stellar gateway chakra it can be really anchored into the earth star chakra. Um, so, and, you know, working with the scarab could be something really beautiful as well. Um, and yeah, ultimately, you know, this, this hematite, the, the invitation is what I'm saying. The invitation to work with hematite on the day that the nodes shift signs is get, go out onto the earth, you know, again, don't overcomplicate pay attention. It's a fated day. You know, look at what happens maybe in the media, in the news, you know, something may come, you know, again, we're, we're, we're now working with Mars as the North node, because although Mars and Venus were our Taurus and, and Scorpio, um, planetary rulers, you know, I would, I would first be mostly looking to Pluto, which the Plutonian karmic soup that has been happening is very Pluto. But yes, the traditional ruler of um, Scorpio is Mars. But, you know, the modern day ruler is Pluto. And there is a reason for that. We can fucking see that everywhere, right? So so now it's just this pure, it's just, there's no secondary rulers. It's just pure. The North Node moves into Aries and Mars moves from the secondary, you know, traditional ruler and key holder of Scorpio straight to that North Node. You know, fire, war, angst abruption you know abruption you know it's it's it it is the planet of war so very interesting that that's the north node now so we've just we've you know we've come from that and now that's where we're moving and then we've come from the venus 
ruling the North Node in Taurus to now it's going to be the South Node where we need to let go of those codependent. Um, what do you think? What do you think I should do? You know, those, those, those big attachments where you're constantly seeking sources outside of yourself. It's going to be very, quite an amazing 18 months you know, of a homecoming, I think, and a deep healing to people's soul identities because, of course, Chiron is in Aries as well. And 18 years ago when the North Node was in um, Aries, Chiron wasn't there. So this is a very, very unique, beautiful gift that we're getting with Chiron, the alchemist, the healer, also going to be traveling with the North Node in Aries. So it's it's quite magical. But, you know, pay attention to what goes on tomorrow. And then the true nodes will shift on the 18th um, of July. So, you know, there's a bit of a five-day window here that, you know, if, you, if you're not sure, just pay attention, you know, pay attention to what maybe comes about. Because especially if you've got planets, like I said, those really late degrees of cardinal signs, especially Aries and Libra, because the North and the South node are going to activate those tomorrow. So pay attention to what happens and then also the window and then, of course, the 18th is when the true nodes uh, move into Aries and Libra as well. So a very, very interesting little timeline we've got here. Um, and the hematite is just inviting us to just anchor in. Experience what we're experiencing. Don't outsource. Insource. Sit. Be. Meditate. A fated day awaits. I'm very excited for tomorrow. Um, Thursday, Jupiter Day. Woohoo. Okay. I can't believe I'm at 44 minutes. The last thing I want to talk about, and I'm just going to briefly talk on this, is the new moon in Cancer, which is a really, you know, really eclectic new moon. If you've got my cosmic calendar, you will see that I have given a song to this new moon, a mantra, which you can go and check out. Maybe you're already keen and you've already checked it out um, because I love giving specific songs that hold the frequency of, um, and they're not always like mantras or anything like this. Like this, just the name of this this song that I've given this new moon in Cancer is absolutely hilarious because it's just so accurate. It's a very eclectic new moon, let me say. The moon is at, in her home sign of Cancer. She is a dark moon, obviously. She's going to be right there conjunct the sun at, what are we at? I think it was like 24 degrees. I actually didn't write it down. I think it's like 24 degrees of Cancer, um, 4.31 p.m. on the 18th of July. So before I come back and, and chat again to you, to you all next week. So I just wanted to mention that. It's, you know, if you might be feeling super like tired and, you know, you might be feeling just gentle and tender and sensitive and reflective and that's okay. Like be super gentle with yourself on the 18th, darlings, and into the 19th as well. Um, because, you know, this, this new moon is talking to a lot of planets and I will do a big new moon post up next week to explain a little bit more. But yeah, there's, you know, we've got the square to the nodes, opposition to Pluto, um, a trine to Neptune and a sextile to Uranus. So, you know, there's lots going on. You know, she's talking to a lot of the planets. I mean, she's, you know, making a separating um, square to uh, Chiron as well. So there's sort of a lot going on, to be honest. And it's a, you know, it's take a breath. It's the, the liquid crystal day of how light, which is spiritual beginnings, which is really beautiful. Um, a day to drop into calm, peace, and, you know, if you're feeling stressed um, and untamed and unhinged um, leading up to the to the new moon, you know, especially on the 18th when it's Howlite Day, that can be just a time of, you know, if you've seen a piece of Howlite, it's just white with some grey flecks through it. You know, it's actually a really soothing crystal full of calcium, really good for sleep. Um, 
but it can just be like, like exhale, like don't do too much. I mean, a cancer, you know, the moon is in, you know, her, you know, she's at home, she's in her domicile in cancer. And, you know, this would just be really lovely if she was just there and it was really gentle and floaty. And yes, there's that beautiful trying to Neptune. So it might be really dreamy for you, but then it's, an, you know, the building opposition to Pluto. We're, we're going to be moving into some pretty heavy days there with the sun opposite Pluto. Um, and then the nodes, there's going to be a big cardinal. So everything I was talking about with that uh, late degree of, um, late degree of cancer, um, making up that, that cardinal square, that's all going to happen with this new moon, with the sun, with the moon, you know, it's all happening. So from the, from the 18th, you know, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, then we've got the day out of time crystals, the main new year, we've got those five epic crystals. I'm going to talk all about those next week. Um, you know, it, it, we're moving into some pretty epic portal, like, you know, energies, you know, again, what's collapsing, what needs to be rebuilt, where are you quantum leaping? Where is your body catching up with your energetic, your new energetic template? Where are you like creating new DNA stories? Like where are you like, you know, releasing old karmic hooks? Like it is a lot. I just want to say like July, it's a big month. Like it's a fucking big month. It's a magical month, but it's a big month too. Um, so this new moon in cancer might not be the reprieve. It might be, you know, there's the, like I said, the opposite, you know, yes, the beautiful trying to to Neptune and, and that sextile to Uranus, but um, which could be lovely. But at the same time, we're, it's squaring the nodes, it's opposite Pluto. So there can just be this, you know, there might be some tension, there might be some, you know, some tears that need to come up from the bottom of the barrel, you know, what you've been holding in. Um, you know, when people don't cry, they laugh because they'd rather laugh than cry because they can't acknowledge their emotions. You know, they, they make fun of their emotions or they just flit on the surface. I mean, these sorts of energies bring up things from the depths of the ocean. You know, this is a time to purge. You know, I'm feeling this dark moon as a real emotional purge, darling. So really, really, you know, invite yourself to go there. You know, it's a dark moon. We're not, and, and that is exactly what it sounds like. It's dark. There is no light. So be with your own soul um, on the dark moon in, in Cancer on the 18th. Be with your own soul. Maybe it's a time of quiet reflection. Maybe it's a time of rest and recuperation. So travel gently, darlings. Travel gently. So I think that that's enough of my talking. Yes, it absolutely is. I've nearly been talking for 50 minutes. For someone who has a mind that is full of mush and my eyes are still closed pretty much, <laughs> I look like my cat who's laying down very asleep right now. And over and out to you. Okay, have a wonderful week. Happy new moon in Cancer for next week. Happy, happy nodal shift for tomorrow notice all the amazing karmic things that unfold I love you all so much I love you for being here I love you for listening to me you know my heart just overflows in gratitude when I get messages and you know even if I don't get messages I'm here I'm here for you I just I love doing this this is my life's work my fierce heart's work so thank you all so much and um, I'll see you on the other side of this nodal shift in Cancer New Moon, yeah? Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>